it's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good morning and welcome to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree, your host today. And I'm here in studio with John Marshall from... Be Brave Washington. Be Brave Washington. And we hope to have a call in pretty soon from Hannah Ordos, also of Be Brave, Brave Washington. Washington. The website being BeBraveWashington.com. There you go. All right. Well, it's it's getting close to the Christmas season. I'm I'm kind of interested in this day. I understand, you know, that it's eight days from Christmas Eve, but did you know that it's also four days away from when we begin getting more daylight in our days here in the Pacific Northwest? I really can't wait. That's that's one of my big big holidays of the year is when we start getting some more sunlight for our lives here in the rainy Pacific Northwest. Well, to start off the day, we we have uh, uh, a good couple of sections of something a a little different, and we're going to try to be a little uh, uh, positive about this. There's been some things going on in the community as far as education is concerned, and um, Yours truly has spent 12 years on a school board and uh, is serving in volunteer capacity as well now. And I just wanted to um, talk to everyone out there listening about some concerns and some capabilities we may have to help out. So, folks, the public school system needs our help from parents, grandparents, and the community at large. Your help and activism is needed. Many complain about transparency, curriculum, teachers, the school lockouts, and other processes of educating our children in the public school system. Sex education and equity are other things that draw attention these days. In one way or another, the seven school districts in Whatcom County are affected by these current concerns. The major thing I found about public education is that all students need to be in a safe environment for the opportunity to learn. And the opportunity to learn is open to all students as a matter of course, not as a special case for this child or a special case for that child, depending on their race, culture, family background, or other psychosociological non-education dictates. That really should be the first concern of our public school system, to make certain that student learning is number one and safety is number one. And that should be what we have our minds set off. To set students apart from each other should only be done to make certain that instruction levels and student achievement goals are met within the community they reside in. If we creep away from family and teaching and learning in this form, we begin to see the problem of safety in the classroom, the very first priority in education. Last week, 
December 7th, or 10 days ago, December 7th, three administrators were charged, not alleged, but charged with non-reporting danger to one of their young students. These administrators are mandatory reporters, which requires them by law to report any suspected abuse or neglect of a child to law enforcement or the Washington State Department of Children, Youth, and Families. You can go to the, the, the Bellingham School District website, and you can find there on the front page that, that staff and the superintendent have responded to these events, and they have some pretty good response. And then they have some other interesting ones, and I'm going to read one to you. And it's about the staff members. The staff members who received the citations are continuing to work for our district in their normal capacity, and they have our support to do so. We do not believe the staff members pose a safety risk to students, and the allegations against them do not involve conduct endangering students. Beyond an alleged failure to report student-to-student sexual contact, we are reviewing our training materials and processes regarding mandatory reporting and are working to make improvements in partnership with Bellingham Police. We believe in the safety and the protection of all students. It's our number one priority. So, ladies and gentlemen, the conclusion really here is it's time to be active in your community and your school district. There is a hotline for the Bellingham School District to report possible unsafe actions that are not reported at the time by their staff. Please check out the bellinghamschools.org website to find out more. Check your local district as well. Nevertheless, this is the second event that is out there that has to do with the number one priority of the public schools and that safety. Previously this year, there was a minimally reported incident of hazing in the football program at Seom High School. Since when does it become necessary to be hazed to play a sport in our public schools? The more that we can do our due diligence, the more the family and the safety of our children may disappear if we're not aware of what's going on. Be aware, not just from the media or the school district for that matter, but your extended family and friends. In the last three or four years, our school systems have been walloped by COVID and Zoom teaching and a drastic change in the way business is done in curriculum and communications with the communities. No matter how you get involved or where you get involved, be respectful, no matter what role you play in your community. We must make our institutions safe, learning environments for our children where and when and how we can. All right, in a little bit, we're going to have... with us on the telephone, uh, a lady who's going to talk a little bit about what might be available to us to be active in the coming year. But first, 
we'll try to do a break and uh, then come back and work until the bottom of the hour. This is Charlie Crabtree, the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. I recently brought in my car for some long overdue repairs, something we can all probably relate too well with over this past year and a half. I was terrified about cost, but luckily the guys at Bellingham and Burlington Automotive prioritized repairs that couldn't wait and helped me decide what could. What a relief. Bellingham and Burlington Automotive, professional ASE certified techs and expertise in foreign and domestic vehicles. Learn more at BellinghamAutomotive.com or BurlingtonAutomotive.com. I'm ready for Christmas. The shopping is all done and the gifts are wrapped. What did you get me? Who was that? Me, your house. I was thinking I deserve a gift this year, too. What were you thinking? I'm getting older and could use some updates. My heating and cooling systems are getting older and they're not as efficient. It'd be nice to replace them before they totally fail. That is a good idea. I heard Linden Sheet Metal is having a winter sale. They are a great company. And hey, while you're at it, a cozy fireplace might be nice. And Linden Sheet Metal has those too. Give your home a gift this Christmas season. We have furnace, air conditioning, and heat pump discounts up to $900 off. Utility rebates up to $1,500, and starting January 1st, there are tax credits up to $2,000, and it doesn't end there. All our showroom fireplaces are 40% off, and new ones are $300 off installation. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. In the shop. Every time I turn around, my dang old catalytic converter is missing. You can go through the box just to get a breakfast sandwich, and if you shut your car off for a second, that cat's going to be missing. Steve from Panacea, Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Catalytic converters, I can't count the number we've done in the last six months. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham at KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome back to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree. I'm here with John Marshall of BeBraveWashington.com. And we're talking a little bit about um, some of the events that have happened in the last month in in our Bellingham Public School System, and how maybe you can be involved in uh, what's going on there. So, what do you think, John? How can how can you help out and and uh, and be a part of your community concerning public schools? Charlie, first of all, I want to say Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Bro. Merry Christmas. Thank you for having me on Saturday Morning Live again. And uh, can we get you to sing a Christmas carol? No, not going to happen. Oh, come on. Well, we don't want people to, to turn the dial to a different radio station. right now. <laughs> Community involvement is so important in what's happening in, in everything um, that Be Brave Washington is about. And you're mentioning being involved in the school boards. Well, there are a lot of opportunities for people to be involved. Um, I was taught when I first delved into being a community changer or politics, as some people call it, that the bigger the problem, the more local the solution. The bigger the problem, the more local the solution. If you feel like something is not right in our community, well, the best way to cure that issue is getting involved yourself and 
the best way to do that is not shoot for the moon and go for the president of the United States, but get on a school board or go. get on an advisory board. And uh, so that's what we've uh, or a fire commission on. or God help you a cemetery board or one of those things. Seriously, I, it is vital and important that we do get those offices taken care of by people that actually live in the neighborhood. In the case of school boards, this year coming up, not this year, we're getting close to the end of the year, 2023, there will be in the seven districts of, actually there's eight districts because there's a little piece of concrete. And I don't mean actual concrete. I mean the village of concrete that, that we're also have a part of Whatcom County, but there are 22 openings for school board in all seven districts. This is a great opportunity for somebody to, to, to look at and see if they can be involved. Whoa. Well, we just got a call in and it's, it's wonderful because we got Hannah Ordos who has some more information on maybe how you can become involved in a wide range of things, including school boards. Good morning, Hannah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, John. Um, yeah, there's lots of ways to get involved, especially as it relates to our school board. Um, coming up at the end of 2023, we have 22 positions for school board members throughout all seven of our districts. So I believe every district in Whatcom County has at least two, if not three, positions open. So I just encourage everybody over, especially over these next couple of months after the holidays, um, go to your school district's website, find out which areas within the district are opening up, and start attending the board meetings. Start asking go. questions. Good idea. Um, yeah. Great. Keep going. You're doing well. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful if you give me the floor. Um <laughs> So a couple of things, too, you know, in, in light of what's happened in Bellingham, you know, I used to, my kids used to go to the Bellingham School District. We made a very specific decision to sell our home and move um, specifically because of the things that I saw that didn't align with um, the fundamentals of education and providing a safe and, you know, a safe um, environment that focused on the things that I think we all can agree on, right. and that's treating treating each other with dignity, treating each other with respect, right. um, and, and letting them be kids without all the labels. Um, and, you know, parents, I encourage parents out there, the only way you find these things out is to go to your school board, really look at the public or the policies that they have posted, and ask questions. You have every right to be a participant in your education. Hello. Yeah, so, uh, Charlie, my question is, if you're going to run for a school board. Parent. Okay, she's back. Um, Hopefully she's yeah, back. Yeah. Um, then then you should be concerned. And so, you know, get involved. It's, it's one hour a month, and we can all find that time to do that. Some of them are even still um, hybrid meetings. Um, but yeah, so that's my big plug for parents standing up right. and kind of taking their place back in the classroom with their kids. All right. We appreciate you coming on and give us that information. I know because I looked up last night 
even at your behest, I went online and looked at what the what the situation is going to be next fall. By May 20th of this coming year, 2023, you can sign up at the auditor's office that week, the 16th, I believe, to the 20th, to run for office, and that's when you would sign up to uh, to run for a school board position if that was your wish, and and if that was your way of becoming involved in in our local education system, I I think well, what you, I think what you guys are doing and and uh, what communities are doing is a great thing. It's going to improve everything that we're trying to do to get our kids to be able and capable to handle the 21st century, which is swiftly coming to the mid part of the 21st century um, in a way that, that we as a community can, can relate to. So I appreciate you coming on, Hannah. It was uh, uh, a short, short notice and, and I'm glad you're up this early on a Saturday morning. Absolutely. Well, thanks gentlemen. Have a wonderful holiday. Hannah, before you go, I have a quick question. If you're going to run for the uh, school board, is it a requirement that you live in the district you that you're running for? Or can you run uh, for a district that you don't live in? So you have to be within the school district. And each school district is a little different. Some of them are all kind of at-large positions, so it doesn't matter what part of the district that you live in, but you do have to live within the district. And I encourage people, even if you don't currently have kids in the school, um, you know, it's grandparents, caregivers, you know, it's the kids, the kids and how they um, are educated through our system affects all of us. So if you have an inclination to get involved, get in there. There's, there is some differences in each of the seven school districts on whether you're elected by district or you're elected by the dis- smaller district you live in or the whole district at large. Um, so you have to look into those. Those will be available online as well by the time that you sign up. So there is that. Again, thank you very much, Hannah. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, gentlemen. You bet. I wouldn't go so far as gentlemen, but I hope that's not on. We're, gonna, we're working on getting rid of that right now. Yeah. Da, da, da. Well, that was, that was wonderful. It does wake you up on a Saturday morning, um, two weeks before Christmas Eve. So a little bit on the subject before we go to the bottom of the hour break. A little bit on the subject of your campaign, con campaign that you talked about last week on the show um, against, uh, you go ahead and explain the kids initiative. What I, what I would like to know, and the main question is, how did you contact voters? Where did you contact voters? We talked a little bit about it. You were up on campus. And, and what'd, you, what'd you do? We'll give you the floor for until our wonderful producer cuts you off. Okay, I'll listen for the music. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a hard out. I know that. Um, so I was a, a con committee member for the Prop 5, uh, which mean? is the levy which, was going to cre- okay. which is going to create a uh, child care for vulnerable children is how they sold it. Um, I saw many issues with the Prop 5. And it's not because 
I'm against children, but it's because, well, if you look at it, uh, the ordinance itself says only 20 to 36 percent of the levy funds will be spent on supporting vulnerable children. Where does the other 64 percent go? And the list goes on. So using free speech, we made homemade signs and we went to different places to let people know that we were opposed to this. And this was not a partisan issue. So we decided, well, we're going to just go into uh, areas where we know that they would most likely vote for this. And if you look at how the county you went into areas this, where they would vote for this, would they, well, they would want to have want this. to vote for this, okay. want to vote for this. Right, Ron. And um, and if you look at the results, so the district one and two, which is in Bellingham, uh, council voted, district, one county two. districts one and two. Yeah. Uh, Voted 72%, uh, District 1, 65%, District 2. So we decided to go into Bellingham and let people know that there there um, are questions that should be raised for this proposition and to look into it for yourself and decide if it should be yes or no. Don't let somebody tell you to do it. And so we decided to go to the university, uh, Western Washington University. Up on campus. Up on campus, which was a wonderful experience, um, very receptive. We also went into Fairhaven um, in sine wave there, which was also very receptive. Everywhere we went into uh, Bellingham, we went to the corner of um, where Trader Joe's is. They were very receptive. We had people joining us, in fact, waving signs with us there. And so um, the issue, uh, what I'm trying to bring across is that when you have something you feel strongly about, don't be afraid to uh, introduce your ideas I'm I'm trying to work from a um, in a pra- aspect of what is the best for the community. What is right? Ethical. It's not necessarily a partisan issue or anything not like at all. that. Yeah, not at all. So, um, basically, the big the big issue. All right, I'm getting the note now. Are we all ready? We're going to the bottom of the hour break. This is Charlie Crabtree, the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at WealthWake.com. Up.com and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Hello folks, are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour and let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. Okay, you only have one minute to tell anyone who's listening the most important thing there is to know. What would you say? How would you say it? 
And why would you say it? Because it's important, right? Yes, it's important. And too often we forget to say thank you. I didn't always say thank you, but something changed and I don't know how or why. And that's why I'm saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for my wife, Denise, for my family and friends, CTK Community Church, and for all my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for the teachers who educate our children, the servicemen and women who protect our country, and thank you to the thousands of workers in our community who go out every day and do their jobs. This year, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, let's give thanks for the gift that God himself gave us, the gift of his son who died on the cross so that all who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us at D&D Insurance. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot is wrapping up. CBS's Catherine Herridge on what happens now. There are new reports the House January 6th Committee is preparing to recommend criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. The select panel is meeting publicly for the last time Monday. Elon Musk suspended several journalists' Twitter accounts two days ago. Now, after a Twitter poll, he's decided to let them back on. Our Mara Rubin with more. He suspended the accounts earlier this week after he accused a journalist of endangering his family by sharing his location in real time. He posted the Twitter poll last night and shortly after midnight reinstated the accounts. Starbucks workers across the country are on strike as they continue their efforts to unionize. All the workers that are out here were scheduled to work through this weekend and we're deciding we're not going into work. More than a thousand baristas at a hundred stores are taking part in the second major strike in a month. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree, and I'm here with John Marshall of BeBraveWashington.com. And also a special guest has uh, has joined us. Uh, we're glad that he could make it up here to the radio station today. Um, we have our senator from the 42nd District until December or January 9th, I think. Um Simon Sefcik, and Simon was good enough to come on the show and kind of give us maybe a hint or a a peek at what his future will be. He's been a a great representation for the fourth corner up here in the 42nd District. He's done a great job in the Senate. There's just a lot of people that that like him in the Senate. Um, There were... He raised record amounts of money um, to get his message across. He worked hard at every door there is in the county and more. And um, so we, we kind of want him around if we can in the future. And so I thought I would, it's a technical term, hornswoggle him in to, uh, to, to come in and talk to us about maybe what he's going to do in the years, months, and days ahead. 
and we'll talk a little bit about the campaign. And one thing I want to talk about right off the top before we we get too far into this is uh, did everybody out there know that there was like $4.5 million in all of the campaigns in the 42nd Leds District spent? And another $1.5 million for independent expenditures. The most expensive races ever in the 42nd District raised and spent $6 million. That, that's, that's unheard of. And as, as far as it goes, the, the trend stayed the same. The Democrats raised almost a million more dollars than the Republicans. So... Um, with that said, we're going to uh, introduce Simon, and uh, it's all yours for whatever you want. Even and We're glad to well, see that you got up this morning. I, I was going to say, Charlie, as much as I appreciate you jumping into the uh, finances of the campaign, I'm still caught up on Hornswoggle. <laughs> uh, so that has thrown me off a bit for an early Saturday morning to talk politics. It's a legal but, definition. <laughs> yeah, I mean— the, these campaigns are incredibly expensive. I appreciate everything you said. You know, I think it's always a, a good reminder of the old saying, close only matters in horseshoe and hand grenades. Yeah, so right. it, was a, it was a close election. Uh, you know, we weren't able to obviously achieve the victory. But, uh, again, to, to the people, I guess, that are listening at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, <laughs> I would just say uh, it has been the honor of a lifetime to get to represent you. And uh, I, I still feel like the luckiest person on earth having the opportunity to have been a voice for Whatcom County in the Senate. And uh, who knows what the future holds, but I do know uh, in the meantime, this is not the moment to sort of retreat. This is the moment to remember we have a lot of important local races coming up, and uh, there's so many different ways to get involved. You know, I, ne- I never considered uh, running for office at this stage in life. Uh, until the opportunity arose, and I guess to the people that are thinking, ah, it's not for me, or I could never do that, uh, yes, you can, and uh, and you likely need to, because there's a huge need for uh, the kind of representation all across our county. Great. So tell us a little bit about maybe um, after the holiday, what what you might be doing, where you might be going, were you going to drive around in your Volt? No, I've I've got my 2008 Suzuki SX4 here. Uh, after all the hot chocolate and festivities, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what the next steps are for uh, me personally. You know, I think I've told a lot of people during the campaign that my plan was not politics. My plan was law school. And so uh, I've still very much considered heading to uh, law school at some point in life. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I need to need to find a job and I don't know. Uh, what that will be quite yet, but I'm still just weighing some of the different options, having some different interviews, and uh, trying to figure out all of what's next. Cool. So one of the things that uh, that I dug up, because I'm a numbers geek, um, and has been going on in the 42nd Ledge District at least since 2018, and people may have to be reminded that 2018 was the same-day registration law, and uh, people could register and vote on Election Day, clear up till 8 p.m. And in 2020, they passed some legislation that said you can register and vote till 8 p.m. and be helped at every university and college campus in the state of Washington. They didn't 
extend that to rest homes or other areas of each county, just the colleges. Well, I did a little study on, uh, quote-unquote, the demographic change of Whatcom County um, from 2018 to 2022. And what I don't know if we find a demographic change in population so much as we find there are more younger people voting, as a matter of fact. So it comes out in, in all three cases, 2018, 2020, in 2022, that elections were flipped from primary to general. So in 2018, the Republicans lost all three primaries and ended up winning two out of the three seats available. In 2020, the, the Republicans won both primaries and lost the general election. This occurred again right here in 2022, and um, so I did a little study, and, and what happened in the primary was the Republicans received 53% of the vote overall with all three races, and the Democrats 47% of the vote. And that we ended up by losing by less than one percentage point at the end of the day in November, the Republicans lost by less than one percentage point. What this took was what they call a lift. That means that we had to make up, the Republicans had to make up over 4,000 votes from the primary and to get to where they did in the general. Um, at the end of the day, they took 58 percent of all those people that voted, 25,000 of them, of all those people that voted from the primary election to the general election. So the primary election, for example, had 52,000. The people that were added to that for the general election total of 70,000 um, voted 58 percent Democrat for whatever reason. And... Um, that turned the tide. That's been happening now uh, for three election cycles. It's been happening ever since we've had same-day registration. It's pretty obvious to anybody that's lived in Whatcom County for more than a year, you know where that's coming from. And that is, that's coming from our college students or our apartment dwellers, our what I always called uh, volatile neighborhoods. People move in, people move out. In four years, you'll have a, a 30% change in people, at least, in those areas. Um, that's where elections are decided now in the 42nd. Uh, so that's it. Any comment on that from John? Well, I, I, you know, I can't speak too much on the numbers, Charlie. Right. But I see that the, um, the trend is there, and it's, um, it's something that, you know, credit to the other side, that they have an effort in order to get the numbers out like yep, they have. Definitely. And what does that tell you about the other side? Um, yep. Now it's time to step up the game. Yep. Yep. And Simon. Yeah, I would completely agree that we have to be uh, connecting with new demographics. Young people, uh, you know, I've seen data across the country that says young people outvoted people age 65 and older for the first time in history uh, this year in America. And, 
you know, I think that raises questions for uh, the Republican Party, which is so traditionally thought of as being the party of, of older people. Hey, uh, careful. Um, about, I'm sorry, wiser people. Uh, there you go. About, you know, the way that we connect to uh, young new voters. And, uh, you know, that's why I've, I've been very passionate about finding ways to, to connect with young people, uh, you know, especially over things like housing policy, energy policy that end up oftentimes affecting them more so than it affects uh, perhaps potentially older people. And so uh, I think this election is proof that we have to rethink and reorganize the way we're doing our messaging. All right. we I'm getting the notice and uh, watching when I can. Uh, we got to take a break. This is Charlie Crabtree in the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. Men over 45, do you have a frequent urgent need to urinate or a weak flow? Do you suffer from an enlarged prostate or BPH? Want to learn about alternatives to BPH medication and major surgery? How? The Urolift system. The Urolift system is an in-office, minimally invasive procedure. It reopens the channel with no cutting and provides rapid symptom relief with no new sustained erectile or ejaculatory dysfunction as shown in a clinical study. Call Bellingham Urology Group about the Eurolift system today at 360-714-3400. Most common side effects are temporary and can include discomfort when urinating, urgency, inability to control the urge, pelvic pain, and some blood in the urine. Rare side effects, including bleeding and infection, may lead to a serious outcome and may require intervention. For more information, call Bellingham Urology Group, located in Bellingham, or their new office in Mount Vernon at 360-714-3400 and online at bellinghamurologygroup.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals and groups giving back to our community. Dedicated to service wants to wish a heartfelt thank you to all our first responders this holiday season. We respect and appreciate all you do for our communities. This message brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, your newest fine jewelry store. Explore their premium GIA certified selection of diamonds, Rolex watches, and luxury jewelry. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107. Follow the bright light. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. But sometimes, things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Hey. Well, good morning and welcome back. This is Charlie Crabtree with Fourth Corner Version of Saturday Morning Live. My guests this morning are John Marshall from BeBraveWashington.com. And Simon Sefcik, and we are brought to you by, who are we brought to you by besides Dick Donahue? Linden Sheet Metals. Acidified, and Linden Sheet Metal. Where did you guys get a plug this morning? Good job, and we're appreciative of all of those sponsorships. Thanks. So we're back just a little bit with with everybody here, and um, Simon was talking about uh, the age group difference, and it was kind of interesting to find out that uh, in the primary, uh, over 65 years old was like 39% of the vote, 
and 18 to 35 was 16% of the vote. And in the general election, that number reversed. So that gives you an idea that, that younger wow, people— Wow, I didn't know that. Younger people, hmm. there they are. Of course, anything I put on paper is correct. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we're dealing with here in Whatcom County. And as John mentioned, we got to deal with it. There are ways to get people out to vote and uh, to make sure that they cast their ballot in these off-year elections. I mean, there was a ton of, of little things like, well, I might as well not vote because they're going to cheat anyway. Or I might as well not vote because everybody hates Trump. All of those things were, were side issues that mattered in both races that, you know, that are sitting here in the, in the booth. And uh, so I guess I'm going to ask both of you. I know that, John, you went up uh, and stood there at, uh, at the college campus, and you said you got some kind of a response. Can you be a little more detailed on how well, that worked? What I, found, what I found through this process of, you know, being out in front of people is that there's very intelligent people at the universities. Um, and that you, they're willing to engage, and they want to be curious. And But the issue that I'm trying to override a lot of times when I get into that group is that I feel that they see government as a method of making things right. And I don't feel that's the proper order of things. It, I see government teaming with private entities chosen by the government and making winners. And that's what I felt well, that's what's prop, going on, right? Prop five was all yeah. about. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but they're willing to engage, willing to listen to that. And I think the more that message is put across, I think it'll sink in. Hmm. And you did get some good positive responses when you're standing up there in red square. Believe it or not, Charlie, don't be afraid of red square. They're not there to eat you up. I went to Talk I went to, to the University of Washington. They had a red square. That's where we closed down the classrooms during my version of activism in college. So, um, I, I, I think that's a help. I mean, I think that's a really helpful insight that we we assume that you know there's no point in engaging sometimes when yeah you have a lot of yeah exactly uh, eager young people that want to be able to discuss these things at the end of the day they might not even end up you know fully agreeing but you're you're laying a foundation for these conversations to that, that will be i think useful and, and pay off uh and hopefully that's what people will take away from the show this morning that's why i brought that up but yeah that and and um and the fact that we We've got a lot to be considered when we get involved locally in anything we're doing, whether it's a, you know, a, what is it, $20 million budget in a fire district or a $100 million budget in a, in a school district. Hmm. Those are the kind of things to be involved with. I mean, there's also county council coming up this year. And if you, you know, if we can get that, um, to, to, so that people on those bodies understand that at least we're out there, even if we don't get elected to them, then I think we make a change, and we make a change from the bottom to the top, from the Canadian border to Skagit. And, and I think that matters in all general elections, all 
general elections where there's higher offices. And so um, it's a different culture and a different way of life. I don't know. You, let's comment. John. Well, I, I totally agree, Charlie. And the way I also see it is that a lot of people that are in, active in the election process, which means, well, they get a ballot and they send it in. Yeah. Is it's more of like a cult of personality. They get a, a person in who's going to take care of all your problems. Right. And so what that. I'm learning is that it should be a cult of accountability. You, as the person who is sending in that ballot, it's your responsible to hold whoever wins, even if it's somebody that you voted for, accountable and follow them closely. And you do that by listening to the advisory board meetings. You know, it sounds like a hoot, but you'll learn things that, well, maybe you should know, and maybe you wonder why they've been keeping this from the public. And uh, it, it can be addicting once you start, but once you start doing that, you'll understand the um, enthusiasm I have in learning these things because it's part of being accountable. And uh, everybody needs to hold each other accountable. It's part of being a citizen of the United States. Simon. Yeah, we have to hold people accountable. And the way we do that is by having local representation. The bottom line is you look and, yeah, everybody pays attention in a presidential year. But, you know, as as you were just saying, John, um, it's so important to have at the school board level, county council, all of those things, people that are paying attention. And the government is not going to solve your problem. No one person can right. solve your problem. That's why you have to have a culture of accountability in, in our government, and it's lacking right now. College kids just, I'm sorry. Uh, I was a college kid once, and, and it, they, ex, they have great expectations from their government that actually, at the end of the day, they don't meet. And you have to watch what's going on in between times so you can have a new direction or move in a different way to be the best society in the world. And that's what we are. So what I'd like to do is change the pace a little bit here. Um, We have a few minutes left, a lot of minutes left, actually. But um, what I would like to do is, what are you doing for the holiday? Totally off of anything else. What are you doing for the holiday? What kind of family? Where are you going? What are you doing? Uh, what, do, what are your three top picks for something in the new year to happen? John. My three top picks. I'm going to start with that, Charlie. Okay. That's, that's, it, that's the easy one of them, right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I like. What, what the, my three top picks are is, first of all, looking back to where I am now in what I've seen, I have taken this whole experience of COVID as a Uh blessing. I can see things that have come from this COVID experience of um, going up against mandatory mask wearing and mandatory vaccinations in order to enter into places um, and going up against that apparatus as a opportunity for me to come out of my shell and say, you know, if something that I feel is unethical, um, I have the right as an American with free speech to stand up against that. Right. And so I'm going to continue that. That's the, probably my number one, two, and three for next year. <laughs> you got away with that. Um, three at once. Simon. I want the Seahawks to do better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, 
I, I don't know exactly besides getting getting young people involved. I've never been a, a good person at setting a New Year's goal and sticking to it all the time, but I, I need to get better at my New Year's resolutions. Certainly, I want us to turn around some things in the county next year. Uh, I have some personal goals that I've set for myself that I'll probably not hold myself to. Uh, and, uh, you know, who who knows what's next? In terms of Christmas traditions, uh, I am not a huge tradition person. I wish I was better at it. As a kid growing up, was always a big, you know, these days, I think when my family gets together, we might put our Christmas tree up the day before or oh. day of, if that. But we are slowly descending into into chaos when it comes to sticking to our Christmas traditions. What about you? You haven't answered the question. Well, I'm very happy at this particular point that I no longer own a Christmas tree farm because that means days like this used to be like from dawn or before dawn till after dusk, selling the last of the Christmas trees and getting people out of the driveway so I could go have dinner somewhere. That hasn't happened for a few years, and I'm very, so, so very you, happy of that. I kind of back up your uh, your Christmas situation of of not getting a Christmas tree, or I did then. I don't now. I think you should get a Christmas tree. Wait, so you're saying you had a Christmas tree farm? Have you ever used a fake Christmas tree then? No, since sir. having the farm. Well, even before. No. Okay, all but right. I respect. My that. son was smart enough to buy one. And that's where we're going for our Christmas is uh, our son's house in California. And uh, we're going to celebrate with him and move on to the in-laws later. Um, I don't have much family, so that works for us. And I am leaving now two hours, five minutes. Wow. And leaving for California. So that... That'll be a happy start to the new year. That's where I'll be on New Year's Day. And um, this we will come back. We'll do a show at the, the third week in January. And uh, we'll see, see how things go from there. I'm looking forward for student, student, parent, community involvement in every aspect of our government locally here in Whatcom County for the new year. And I'm looking to Aiden to bet that. So any last word real quick? We got maybe 30 seconds. Just Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everybody. It's been good this year in some ways and bad some ways. We've got a new year to look forward to. And I wish everybody a great, wonderful new year. Merry Christmas to you, Charlie. Appreciate it. And you, Simon. It was great for you to come in. I appreciate you working so hard, John. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. Thank you very much. We are very, very close to getting on an airplane and moving south as as we work hard to uh, finish our last show of the year. This is Charlie Crabtree with the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. Take care, y'all.